0: Well, it is such an honor to be here. Um, my wife and I just love Paul and Karen so much. This is such a part of our spiritual DNA, <laughs> Communitas and Godtown and Lydia House. Um, so it's such a privilege to be here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple scriptures. We're going to talk about practicing the presence of God in your daily life today. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, um, then I'm going to speak, and then we're going to take communion and then we're going to do some ministry time, and I'm going to do some prophetic stuff, and, and, and then we're going to have a good time. Does that sound good? Uh, I'm going to read a couple verses. The first one, you don't have to turn there if you don't want to. Uh, I'm just going to read 1 Colossians 1.27. I'll start in 26, actually. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people, to them... God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 7. But very truly, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking. It is for your good or your advantage that I am going away unless I go away the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you today. We thank you for your presence. You. Jesus, we thank you for your life, your death, your resurrection. For, for winning for us everything that we need from you giving us perfect access to the Father. Thank you for giving us access to your Spirit, that you have now come to live inside of us, deity, indwelling man. And so right now, we just open ourselves up, right now, for your presence. We say, Holy Spirit, come, not because you're not here but we're just acknowledging that we are utterly dependent on your presence for everything in our lives. So everyone just take a moment and open your heart up and just receive by faith that the Holy Spirit literally lives inside your heart and he wants to have communion and fellowship with you and he wants you to be able to experience him in a real way. And so right now, Lord, by faith, because of what your son Jesus did, we just accept on faith that right now we're experiencing your presence. Mm -hmm. Right now, no matter what we feel, no matter what we're thinking about, right now we're experiencing your presence. Thank you, Lord. And as I'm speaking here today, I just I just feel like we're gonna do some ministry time at the end. And I just feel like some of you are gonna just experience a heavy but gentle weight on your chest. An experience of the presence of God. It's gonna come on you. You're gonna feel it palpably. In the book of Luke, in Luke 24, when the disciples are walking, this is after Jesus' resurrection, and he's disguised among them, and he's explaining to them the scriptures about himself. At the end, after Jesus reveals himself and disappears, they said, didn't, didn't our hearts burn within us as he explained the scriptures to us? And that's a real experience that we can have. And so I just feel like some of you are going to experience that even as I'm talking. And so if that starts happening to you, just receive it. Don't, don't let it go. Just let, it, let the Lord minister to you as you do that. So there's two things that have been on my heart for the last, what, a year and a half that I've been thinking about. Two things only. It is the absolute importance of the presence of God in our life. And that the process by which I live my Christian life is in normal activity. If you think about it, most of your life, the the vast majority of your life is spent doing normal things on normal days for normal reasons. Most of our life is not spent on a mountaintop or at a huge conference or doing fun things like this where you get to speak. Most of your life is driving in traffic, doing laundry, making meals, eating meals, cleaning up meals, checking emails, going to the bathroom, (laughs) folding laundry, Most of our life is spent doing normal, everyday things. And I put it to you guys that that is actually the main way that we connect with God and that we actually bring his presence and kingdom into this world, is in our normal, everyday life. And why do I say that? Well, it's actually pretty simple mathematics. It's because it is most of your life. (laughs) Most of your life is spent doing that. And God knows that. God knew he chose when I was going to be born. He knew the culture I would live in. He knew the time that I would live in. He knew the place that I would live in. He knew all that stuff. And still, he gives us an invitation to walk with him as close as we can be. I know I spent years waiting during my work week to get to Sunday or to Tuesday night or to Wednesday night or to go to some great meeting. But... Eventually, I started to realize over this last year and a half, two years, if I do that, if I punt most of my life to events, I'm really just, I'm punting most of my life. I'm not actually living my real life. I'm just waiting for that next cool event to come. And so my challenge for you today is our privilege now that the Spirit of God is literally living inside of us We have access to the literal presence of God in us all the time. The challenge I have for you and for me is to walk with God throughout the course of my day, every day, all day. That is the only way I know how to process all this cool stuff. My wife and I have gotten amazing prophetic words, amazing things that we want to see God do, amazing things that we want. We all want a deep relationship with God. We all want to have abundant spiritual fruit. We all want to be powerful in the gifts. We all want to be significant and make a difference. That's why we're here. We want to do that. And the only way I know how to process that right now is every day as I'm stuck in traffic going to work. Where are you in this moment right now, Lord? And the best promise from scripture and one of the most consistent is actually, I will be with you. I will be with you always. Exodus 33, when Moses, uh, this is right after he gets the Ten Commandments, and then they make the golden idol, and everyone's upset, God actually says to Moses, Moses, I might not actually go with you. I think I'm going to send my angel before you, actually, and he's going to drive out all the land, and you're going to get the promised land. And Moses kind of lets it sit for a minute, and then it describes the tent of meeting where where Moses literally, it says, one of my favorite phrases in scripture, he met with God face to face. As a man meets with his friend. And as Moses is in this presence of God and he's talking with him, Moses asks a question. He says, hey, um, so you still haven't told us who's going to go with us. And then the Lord says, my presence will go with you and I will bring you up from here. And then Moses says something that's so amazing. He says, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't bring us up from here. Because how else will everyone else know that we're your people unless your presence is here? And then God says, yes, Moses, my presence will go with you. I won't just send an angel. It will be me. Moses chose the presence of God over favor and blessing. He got both. Favor and blessing is a part of the presence of God. Absolutely. But I want to be someone. My wife and I want to be people who choose the presence of God over everything else. Because it's the presence that changes people's lives. It's the presence that makes the word come alive. It's the presence of God and his power that changes us into the nature of his son. It's his presence. And there is so much more of his presence available to all of us not just to superstar ministers who have to travel around the world. Obviously, they know they need the presence of God, right? When you're praying for a sick person, you have to have the presence of God because you can't heal anyone, right? So you know you need the presence of God because I don't heal people. (laughs) Same with prophecy. You know it's the presence of God and the Spirit of God working in you because unless you're making it up, if it's a real prophecy, it has to come from the Spirit of God. But I put it to you that you need as much of his presence and power to live your real, normal life as you do when you're sitting up here, as you do when you're in Africa, when you're in Tanzania, ministering the power of God. We need the fullness of the Spirit to do laundry. (laughs) Why? Because life with God is way more fun than life without God. One of my favorite books of all time, is The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. He was a simple, humble, little lay brother. He wasn't actually even a monk. But one of his first letters I really like, it was written actually in the year 1666. All of Europe thought that it was the end of the world and you know the antichrist is gonna come and the world's gonna go. And this simple, humble, little laborer decided to experiment and live his entire life and say, I wanna be continually aware of the presence of God all the time. And I'm just gonna live my life that way. And I actually really like him because he wasn't big on formulas and methods. He actually said he tried to meet with spiritual leaders of his time and his order. And he's like, and every time I met, they tried to give me like this to-do list. And I actually walked away discouraged every time. And I didn't understand what they were really saying. And so I'd walk away and I'd go, "Uh, God, I just love you. And I just wanna be with you all the time. Can we just do that? Maybe that'd be better. And that's literally how he lived his life. <laughs> and I'm going to read something to you that really stirred me a couple of years ago. Um, if you don't know, my wife and I we live out in Washington D.C., um, and things can just be busy, like everyone's life. And I was reading this, and it really just challenged me a lot. And it's someone describe. It's Brother Lawrence describing after 40 years of practicing this, just kind of how he lives his life. And he says the time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things, does that sound familiar? <laughs> I possess God in as great a tranquility as if I were upon my knees at the blessed sacrament. He's saying that he got to a place where nothing actually interrupted the presence of his experience of the presence of God throughout his day. So this is about two three months ago i was at work i was working on a important document we were late at work it was friday night um it was about 8 30 at night we had just done our round of edits it was going to another agency they had to do their edits and anyway it was going to some big people so it's eight thirty at night and i'm sitting there and i'm just at my computer and then all of a sudden the presence of god just. It's, it felt like it just fell, filled my chest up, and my chest starts burning, and the presence of God is just like almost overwhelming, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I've experienced that in times of ministry before, but this was just sitting at my desk doing my job, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, wow, Lord, what is this? And I really felt from the Lord that he just said, I just wanted to give you a little taste of what I want you to walk in all the time. I want this for you all the time. And it's not because of our specific destiny or calling. It's because you're my kid. And it's your privilege as a son and a daughter of God to carry the presence of God wherever you go and change the atmosphere. I have, my wife and I, we've come to a point where we realize that the things that we're called to are so far beyond our ability, and our just natural ability that there's just no way that we can do what we're called to do without the Lord. And that experience I had at work, where I was just overwhelmed with His presence, it was it was one of the coolest moments because it was a it was both super encouraging because I was like I want more of Your presence. It was super humbling because I realized that even when God gave me a little bit of his presence, it was completely disorienting. It was super challenging because I had to say to myself, Father, what kind of person do I need to become that I can host more of your presence? What do I need to do to cooperate with you to make this a living reality in my life? I think Peter's sermon in in the book of Acts at Pentecost, the best response in scripture to, to a sermon I've ever heard, what does this mean, and what do I need to do? There's always a a divine human cooperation with this stuff. And right now, my wife and I were just partnering with the Lord to say, okay, God, we know that it is not us. It is you. What do we need to do in our lives so that we have more of you? And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to go and quit my job and live in a mountain somewhere like that's not what I'm called to do like I'm called to live my actual life and I don't know about you but work is busy for me and it's busy for many of you it's eight to twelve hours a day depending on the day it's five to six days a week and it's every day but in that is where you can meet God Your real life is the best place to meet God. Your real, not idealized life, it's your daily grind that's the best place to meet God. Now, I struggle with this all the time. This was probably like a year and a half ago. I just finished reading Bill Johnson's book. If you don't know him, he's a pastor out in Redding, California. Hosting the presence of God. It's amazing. It's all about bringing the kingdom of God bringing miracles and power into your circumstance and changing the atmosphere and it's super awesome and I just finished reading it and I was on the DC Metro and I'm riding into work and I'm going all right we're gonna do this Lord we're gonna host the presence we're gonna bring his presence this is gonna be good this is Monday I was all pumped up I was like let's do it I had new energy had coffee in me it was great (laughs) I'm riding in and I get into work And and as soon as I get in the door like, oh, thank goodness you're here, which to me is not usually a good thing. That's usually <laughs> like, oh, that's not, this is going to be a great day. So the day fast forwards, fast forward 10 and a half, 11 hours. I don't remember. I don't remember if I ate. I don't remember. It was one of those days, right? Where you, you don't even, I don't even know what I did, let alone. And so I, I wa- I'm walking home after that. I'm going, God, I don't even know if I spelled your name all day, let alone hosted your presence and was aware of you. Like, I was just too busy. So I'm like, okay Lord, how do I do this? Like, how do I actually walk with you? Like, I'm really, really busy. And if you read all the different literature, and I'm not gonna give you a lot of formulas today because I don't really think there are formulas. I think the biggest thing is your heart desire to be with him more. There's a lot of people who talk about um, in practicing the presence of God, if you read it, a lot of people think it, it's, a lot of it's focused on your thought life. And I think that's true. Like like continually reminding yourself and thinking about God throughout the course of your day. And that's how they define it. Others are looking for more of an emotional experience, either the experience of peace or rest. I think there's something to that too. I think practicing those things are are vitally important. But I think there's a deeper connection too that my spirit is already in union with the Holy Spirit right now. And most of our life is becoming more aware of what we already have. God is with me all the time. And I've had moments where I've experienced it and I have felt it palpably. I, I grew up in revival culture, like power, Pentecostal, holy, this cool stuff. Like I've had experiences where I was knocked off my feet and nobody prayed for me and I was out for hours and it was real, it was powerful, it was awesome. <laughs> but I also had an experience, this was before I was married, actually it was after I spoke at the Holy Spirit Conference in August 2009, From August 09 to a few months after I met my future beautiful wife, I had actually no conscious presence of God for about three and a half years. Mm. And I learned a lot during that time, actually, because I grew up in that, and I was so dependent on those feelings and emotions that I actually had to learn how to walk in faith. (laughs) Because I had been walking inside. I mean, I grew up with the presence. I knew it. It was there. It was real. Nobody, no one could convince me God wasn't real. I'm like, God's real. I've felt him. I've, my chest has burned before for hours. I know God's real. Um, so I had to learn, and I want to tell you this, because some of you may not be, you may not think you're one of those people who can experience the presence of God. Sometimes we punt that to special elite people who have visions and dreams and they write books. That's why the cross is so important, because it's a level playing field. And God's desire from the beginning was for him to dwell with mankind. Not for him to dwell with super secret awesome people. (laughs) He didn't say, Colossians doesn't say, Christ in the apostles, the hope of glory. Christ in the current awesome spiritual leaders that you all love, the hope of glory. It's Christ in all of us the hope of glory Mm -hmm. and I really believe that actively just throwing out saying God I need your presence in my life I need your presence as I respond to these myriad of emails at work (laughs) I need your presence right now in this super annoying meeting that's coming up (laughs) With super annoying people. <laughs> I need your presence in this line that I have to wait in and I have no choice. Because I'm not really talking about things you can cut out of your life or things you should do more of. I don't. My heart is not to add anything to your plates. Because I think you guys all have enough on your plates. What I want to get you to see is take what's on your plate right now. And just tweak it a little bit. Instead of seeing the things that you have to do in your life, and you do have to do them, by the way. (laughs) Like, they have to get done. Instead of seeing them as a hindrance or a roadblock to your life with God, see them as the best vehicle, the best circumstance for you to get closer to God. Those things in your life right now that you cannot get rid of, that is the place, the primary place where you can connect with God in your daily life. That's good, that's good. I know it's quiet, but that's good. That's good. Because really, again, most of life is doing normal things on normal days for normal reasons. So guess what we get to bring into normal, normal, normal? His presence. So that's what I've been trying to walk in, and it's a fun journey. It's challenging every day because every day it's like, okay, God, I want to walk with you. And every day there seems to be a different key that God gives me. Sometimes it's more scripture or prayer, or sometimes it's rejoicing. Sometimes it's getting out of the building and walking around so I'm not upset, (laughs) right? I mean, that's real, right? I mean, sometimes you're in the meeting and you can, like, sometimes I like to thank God for a fruit of the spirit that I'm lacking in the moment, like... Thank you for patience, Holy Spirit. Thank you for patience, Holy Spirit. Thank you for patience now. Thank you for, mm, thank you, thank you for forgiveness, Holy Spirit. (laughs) 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 Um, So there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but I've just found so much value in doing this, and it's really changed my perspective on everything. Instead of Sunday or Wednesday or Tuesday or whenever you guys fellowship being the main show or the conference being the the thing I'm preparing for. All that is just fuel to help me do my normal life. That's where I want the biggest encounters with God. That's where I want the most of his presence is in my daily life. And it's not just for ministry, although it it is for ministry, too, because all the time God is doing things. he's, He's working in us all the time. If you don't know what God's doing in your life, he's always conforming you into the image of his son. (laughs) If If you're confused, he's always making you more like Jesus. That's just a given. And he's always working around us all the time in our daily life. He's working in me, and he's working around me all the time. And my challenge is just to cooperate with what he's doing in that moment. And the best way i found is to just say, this normal thing that I have to do right now like fold laundry, or, well, in my case, do laundry. Now that I'm married, I can't just, like, go buy new clothes. I have to do laundry. (laughs) Not that I ever did that, of course. Once or seven times. And I'm seeing this as, like, if you're from a more denominational background, looking at normal life as like a sacrament, like a means of grace. Like, this is holy. There's no separation between what I'm doing right now And My trade ride in in the morning in my work. God is with me just as much He's and I want more of him, of course, but it's God. He's there right now. What's the difference? There is no difference and I think we can get to a place where our Awareness and connection with God doesn't differ from when we're on the streets doing evangelism From when we're in the line at Starbucks just doing coffee (laughs)
1: You were? <laughs>
0: it was. I think they got it. It's a simple message, really.
1: I want you to stay here for a moment. Okay. What did you like about what you just heard? It's very real, isn't it? It's about as real as you can get. What else? It's true. It's very free, because you don't have to wait for the conference. <laughs> You can. Y- it's acceptable. You can do it. Yeah. It's accept- Do you say accessible? Yeah. It's accessible. You can actually do it when you ca- when you're doing laundry. I mean, have you experienced yeah. it? Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else? Mm. Pardon? Guilt free. Yeah guilt free yeah. yeah it's very encouraging and as you're saying all these wonderful things matt is rubbing my back i like that <laughs> so we're going to keep that- <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep sharing <laughs> you know what i like what i personally I say, you're still going for it. You're I saw Matt going for it years ago when he was a part of our community, when he was walking as a l- young leader here, and he's still going for it. He's not holding back. He's going for it. I love that about you, Matt. You're really going for it. And now, now in a specific way, we get to practice his presence as we take communion. You know, we try to get spiritual, and God gets physical on us in a variety of ways. He does it with a back rub while you guys are talking. That's, that's God getting physical, and he does it with Holy Communion. As we share, the Bible says, in his body and blood. My, oh, my. That we, we get those sins that uh, beset us, that discourage us, that shame us, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me and do it for the forgiveness of your sins. That's wonderful. (laughs) That's good news. And so if you belong to Jesus, it's appropriate for you to enter in. If you're not there yet, that's okay. Your turn is going to come. Maybe it'll even come today. Maybe some of you will say, "I, I want what he was talking about. And you'll take that step over and say, come in, be my Lord. That would make it a day. That would be a day to remember so, start distributing, and if you could bring cup and piece of bread to me. We actually have matzah today, real matzah. I need a piece of matzah. Can you bring one from?